This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. But yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to The Godless Revolution. Today is December 7th. It's Friday and this is episode 230. It's a day which will live in infamy. I swapped up the order there a little bit. I know you confused me. So I was reading and <laughs> trying to trying to speak while I was reading instead of it. Then you got dyslexic. Thinking and, and reading and speaking instead of just reading and speaking D- what I was reading. Don't worry. It's not my strong suit either. My name's Dan and I can't do a whole lot of things at once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ron and I'm in that club too. <laughs> me, me, me too. And Matt's here again this week. I am here. All three of us again. (laughs) Yeah, it's been almost a month since all three of us have been in here. Yeah. So what what have you guys been up to? I talked to you last week. What what have you done since then, Mr. Duffy? Yeah. What have you done for us lately? Uh, I'm getting involved with helping make a documentary against Utah's Prop 2 and the Mormon Church. Sweet. So, right. yeah, we're we're at Rocky Anderson's office today, which for those that don't know who he is, which is probably a lot of you, Rocky Anderson used to be the governor of Salt Lake. He runs a law office. He was not the governor. He was mayor. 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 Like mayor. I get those fucking <laughs> mixed up sometimes. He was the mayor of Salt Lake uh, County, city. And uh, he's the one that is the lawyer that is representing the clients for the case where they're going against the governor for them basically throwing out Prop 2. Nice. And for how they're doing the new proposition, which is kind of fucking shady. Yeah, the, the way that they've written the legislation is just fucky, fucky, fucky. Yeah, <laughs> which I I kind of talked – we talked about it off air, but they basically are trying to write it in a way which legally no one will be able to get marijuana. Right. Yeah, they're it, they're doing everything to make it like so that – so that they can technically say, well, yeah, we've we've acquiesced to the will of the vo- acquiesced <laughs> to the will of the voters, but you still can't have the medical yeah. cannabis. But yeah. the- and now you can't really f- fight for it because we let it pass. It's just impossible to get. Yeah. yeah. But the tricky thing is right now they're letting people actually. You can't get in trouble right now if you can prove that you've got a certain ailment that would be covered underneath this. If you can have the the. The gelatin cubes that they will allow you to have or the tinctures or whatever. The tinctures. The, yeah. Well, and it's funny. They're, they're like, no edibles, but I guess the gelatinous cubes yeah, are Yeah, you can okay. have a gelatinous cube. In Utah, they're like, oh, yeah, gelatin cubes. That that just fits. It's That's, like jello. It's uh, fine. Uh, <laughs> you, you can't have the actual plant. For our listeners who, who may be unfamiliar- uh. It's it's like a yep. running thing that Utahns love green jello with like carrot shaves in it and stuff. Utahns make all kinds of weird fucking recipes with jello. It's like the Utah thing. Is that it, and fry if, sauce. If we have yeah. any British listeners, I believe they call it jelly there. Oh yeah. Right? Mm. Um, possibly. Then they, they call what we call else. jelly jam? Because we call yes, it jam. Yes, I think too. they do. Okay. Maybe it's marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> So doing a documentary on the cannabis stuff. Yeah. So my buddies are 
I got some friends that are basically heading it all up, but I said, Hey, whenever I'm available to come run in with a camera or help, help do any research with you guys, I'll, I can sit down and help you guys out. Sweet. And, uh, so they're, we're going to follow the whole process Yeah. of, cause they just filed the other day. They were filming at the state Capitol when they were doing the, the, the shenanigans. When they were debating the legislation. Yeah, yeah. We're debating it. And my buddy got kicked out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was he being unruly? Apparently, um, anybody that booed. They were they were booting out. And everybody booed, so they kicked everybody out. They were booting the booers? Yeah. I don't like you disagreeing with me, and I have the power to make you leave, so I'm going to make you leave. Wait, yeah. who's, who's kicking them out? The the Capitol Police. or the Can they do that? That's free speech So they violation. weren't kicked out of the Capitol. It was out of the chambers. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, you, yeah. They can they can do things to make it difficult for you to voice your disapproval, and really you should be voicing your approval and disapproval at the ballot box, which we, they did. The protests are <laughs> protests are great. Don't get me wrong; I think things should be protested to call attention to them. But really, what what counts and what matters are more is your vote. So you need to vote, people. Which the people voted, and then they said, hey, what you voted for, we're going to just completely kick to the side and make something completely different and say that we did what you wanted. Yeah, well, we're we're doing a compromise, Yeah, which but, is- but really it was – we're not really compromising. It's we're going to take this thing that everybody wanted and voted for, and then we're going to say that we technically implemented it, but we've made it now impossible for you, for you to, to, to exercise anything. these new rights. Well, and since when? Since when do you get to just? To, since when do you get to take the result of a vote and and say no? Well, we're going to compromise on this. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Oh, and if you have cancer or epilepsy or a debilitating disease and you're under the age of twenty one, you're not going to be able to do shit mm-hmm. unless you have an in house nurse that can feed you your gelatinous cubes. Yeah, the whole I'm I'm not very happy about how they've done that whole thing. I contributed to the is it a GoFundMe? I think it's a GoFundMe thing to help pay attorneys' fees and shit like that. Yeah, that's for the Rocky Anderson, Christine Stenquist yeah. and Rocky Anderson yeah. who are heading up this fight against the legislature yeah. and what they're doing that is very fucky. But we met Rocky at his office today, and he's an awesome guy. Yeah, he's cool. He was, he was, he's weird about GMOs and shit, but he's well, kind of crazy. I'm just saying, like, he was, he yeah. was completely laid back. Yeah. He was really excited that was we he wanted, high? I don't know. <laughs> we were in his, in his, he had, he had some, uh, I noticed on his cabinet, he had some, uh, High West whiskey. Oh, yeah. And then the glasses sitting inside the cabinet. I'm like, oh, I like you. <laughs> I'd like you more if you'd pull those glasses out and uh, offer me some. Yeah. Yeah. He seems to be a pretty decent guy. Like I said, he's, he's little crunchy granola and, a little too wooey for me sometimes, but he, I think his heart's in the right place. And he's definitely a fuck ton better than most of the legislators we have here in Utah. Yeah. So I miss him being in office. He was, he was a good dude or is a good dude who was a good man. Politician. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you, sir, you were gone last week and we've not heard about your Thanksgiving or your sickness, all of that. Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Thanksgiving was Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, Basically ended up hauling my mom all over fucking hell because she wanted to come to Beth's for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And she can't get herself to and from the wheelchair, but she needs to get into my dad's Tahoe to get to my sister's, which means I have to fucking fireman lift her out of her wheelchair and fucking wrench her up into the Tahoe. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just training for when you actually start running on an ambulance crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, 
and uh, and help her to the toilet as well. So my Thanksgiving was awesome. Mm. Nice. I got, to, I got to hold her upright over the toilet while my dad pantsed her. Uh-huh. Uh, Did you get to wipe her? Is she still able to I, do that? I left. I oh, left yeah. the room at that point. Yeah. Dad, you can handle this. I'm out. Whatever happens after this. Peace. Yeah. I mean, if it were me, if I laid a stinky <clears throat> one in there, I'd be like, 20 minutes later, I'm still going. Like, fucking clear the room out. Clear the air out. Clear the air out. I'm still going. <laughs> but I do have a couple of other notes unrelated yeah. to the uh, the turkey day. Okay. Um, I was thinking about the question of, you know, why don't atheists accept Jesus or whatever from a Christian perspective? And uh, one of the answers I've heard is that we're filled with the devil or demons or evil spirits mm-hmm. or whatever, right? That, <laughs> yeah. that, that thing. Yeah. How does that work in their system, right? How how can spirits of Satan subvert our free will, but God can't or won't? Very true. Well, that's because it's, it an, it's an evil thing to do to thwart your free will. And so God would ne- God would never do that, but Satan and demons would. So you can be completely— they don't respect your— your autonomy and your free will. Well, then how 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 cool is that to punish somebody who's not even in control? Because if a punish if the demon takes away your free will and leads you to hell, you're fucked in hell. But you had you were just a puppet. You couldn't do anything. Yeah, you were you were possessed. Like well, yeah, how does how does that work? How does possession work? That's like, that's the punishment for exercising your free will is you get possessed by a demon. Mmm. Because you're using your free will to not believe what they believe. That's so tricksy. So then, since you don't believe what they believe, uh-huh. and you don't believe in God, you must be possessed by a demon. Mm. I see. So your free will <laughs> led you to a demon up the bum. This is, this is the whole, like, I can't, I, I just can't, when I hear different religious believers saying dumb mm. shit like, Oh, I just, you know, we just really don't want Satan's influence here because we want our children to get into hell. We watched that video yeah, with, uh, about the Satanic Temple, this, you know, the, the protests they had in Arkansas and everything. It just, and, and I mentioned to you guys at the time, I'm like, man, looking back, like as a non-believer at the things people say, you just sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're arguing about which superhero could beat up another superhero. <laughs> like it's all fucking <laughs> stupid nonsense. Yeah. So I was wondering about that. Yeah. You know, because clearly they they haven't really thought about that. Like if you say if you try to have discussion about free will, then, of course, we have free will because it's necessary in their system. Mm-hmm. It has to be there mm-hmm. or else none of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they'll they'll argue for libertarian free will. But at the same time, they'll say these demons will lead you to hell if you how, how does that. <laughs> but but God can't subvert. He can't subvert. It seems like God is the bad guy all the time. Right. No matter what, because, you know, he lets rapes happen because he won't intervene in the free will problem. Mm-hmm. Yet the rape victim is having their free will destroyed mm-hmm. while this is going on. So he's only protecting the free will of the perpetrator. Well, and the perpetrator may be possessed by a demon who yeah. then their free will is being thwarted, right? So, so, so now that's that's free or, will. That's, so God's just letting the demons run the world. Yeah. If the if yeah. the if the victim was dressed in slutty, don't forget it was their fault. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Maybe that's it. The demons get through the fishnet stockings. <laughs> <laughs> if only you had worn like uh, even sheer. Come on, sheer is fine, because mm. then there's no like larger holes for the demons to creep into. Right. Uh, second thing, I have been watching a TV program that has episodes on YouTube's mm-hmm. yeah. called Eight Out of Ten Cats Does Countdown, and it's awesome. <laughs> Eight out of not ten heard cats that. does countdown. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
It's uh, hosted by Jimmy Carr, and they oh, have. Oh yeah, I have seen some of those. Yeah, they have a They're bunch. Awesome. They have like other comedian yeah. contestants. <laughs> Jimmy Carr is the British yep. comedian, right? Yeah, atheist. Very. He's pretty outspoken about his. Yeah, atheism. is he good with words? If, yeah, probably. <laughs> he has that really weird laugh. That. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, got that's it. The guy. Yeah. <laughs> he like yeah. sucks in when he does yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very strange. Um, but I like him as a host. But the thing is, they have a game where. The contestants choose six random numbers, right? They have slots for large numbers and smaller numbers. They can pick any number. They can get six big or six small or any combination. So the one of the hosts will put the numbers up in, in as they call them out, like four big and two, two, I mean, two, two big and four small. She'll put them up there. Mm-hmm. Then she, and then they come up with a target number and the contestants have 30 seconds to make a combination of those six numbers that equals the target number somehow. Like by multiplying right. and yeah. whatever kind of maths oh, yeah, you could do. I would equation. fucking rule at that game. <laughs> you should watch it. And dude, uh, that's what I wanted to talk about because the host, Rachel Riley, who puts the numbers up, is fucking amazing to yeah. watch do it. She's so good. She's like a savant, dude. Dude, I do She's that. She's amazing. I, I shit you not. I think I, I mentioned this like a couple of years ago during one of the shows that that is something that I just, I fucking do all the time in really? my head. Like I'll see a sequence of numbers and then I'll. I'll 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 do different shit with them. Like usually, it's just that I will take all of the numbers, but add them up, but individually. So, like, uh, let's say that there was a set of four numbers, and the numbers are like like it's a like it's a house address, like uh, like one two one seven. So I'd go, so I'd look at the numbers, and I go, okay, one, and then two, and then two plus one is three, and then two plus one and one is four, and then you know seven minus three or seven minus two is five i just i do that shit all that's the weird. fucking time in my head that's real weird bro yeah it's it's one of it's my secret shame but yeah you would <laughs> you would probably you would probably kill on that i'm show. like as soon I as would, you said that i'm like i gotta fucking go on there i would be awful i would be <laughs> well, terrible during our break we'll have to find a segment of it yeah there is there is one on there where they have a couple of clips of rachel because the thing is when they so they have 30 seconds and then jimmy goes through and asks if people have gotten it and and then they ask them how to work it, how they did it and work it out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they get really close and then Rachel will just be like, oh, yeah, you could do it. You could just go like this and she'll work it out. Or if they get it, she'll like or another way, if you want to use all the numbers, you can go like this. She's just fucking amazing to watch. Yeah. And I'm so innumerate that like <laughs> I'm just looking at like I don't even I can't even I Dude, I do that like literally all day long, <laughs> every crazy. day. Whenever I see a set of numbers, I do shit like that in my head mm-hmm. all the time. Does it come from your days of pro- uh, programming and stuff, or you're, like no? I've, I've just I've always done it since I was little. Okay, like I don't I don't know why, but yeah, since I was little, I've always always done that. Huh? That's There's pretty a, cool. What's the show with fucking Adam Sandler and uh, Drew Barrymore? Fifty First States. Yeah. No, not that one. What? Uh, they're they're in like three or four movies yeah, together are. as rom- as a romantic interest together. Nope, not wedding singer. Uh, uh Firestarter. No, he <laughs> they go to a they go to a baseball game. They take a bunch of kids to a baseball game. And one of the during part of the show, we'll have to find it during the break. Okay. But during part of the show, uh she says that she does something similar to what I do, and one of the kids is like, Oh, she knows my secret shame. That's what I like. Oh. <laughs> like this this kid says the same thing, and I'm like, I do that. I didn't know other people did that. So oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, apparently it's a thing that a lot of people do. Interesting. Not me. A uh, couple other YouTube channels that I think are cool. One is Alex Hefner, who just he's a hip hop head. He's a young kid. He's like 24, 
and he, well, not a young kid. He's a young man. Uh, and he's a hip hop head who watches like metal songs for the first time, like Metallica and Rage Against the Machine and System of a Down. And was he the same one that watched Mud the Bohemian Rhapsody one? Yeah. He, I think I watched. Did you? Yeah. Where he's like, man, this shit's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He does that one too. He's like, he just watches metal songs for the first time and it's just, I don't know. It's kind of fun like, to just uh, watch his, him. A pure reaction from a guy. Watch him just be like, what? Yeah. Like songs you've heard a million times, like, uh, wherever they may roam or whatever by Metallica. Mm-hmm. Like we've just heard that so many fucking times. And it's a great song, but to hear him, to watch him listen to it for the first time, it's kind of weird because it sort of takes you back there and you can't, it's not a place you can get to on your own when mm-hmm. you, when it's brand new to you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just interesting to watch that. And then also mm-hmm. your dinosaurs are wrong. I don't know if I've mentioned that on this show before. <laughs> your dinosaurs are wrong. This channel, everyone needs to watch this channel. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> this guy should not, I mean, this is honestly the only thing he could ever do a host job for. He's like, I think probably on the spectrum, and knows absolutely everything about dinosaurs. So people send in their dinosaur toys and he just literally analyzes them and tells you what it's supposed to be and how they should shift. And how they've fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every, and, and, oh, I like everything down to the bone structure and how the hip, how the hips need to be parallel to the ground and not resting on his tail. Everything. And it's fucking amazing. Did he it's do, captivating to watch him. Did he do one as basically how Jurassic Park got everything wrong? Huh, I don't know. Because I saw one of those videos of how, like, it was like a guy that was talking about dinosaurs, like how Jurassic Park got all the dinosaurs wrong in the movie. Like picking apart how they've designed them. Like, like, how like how they look, them. how they yeah. represent, like, yeah. hey, a dinosaur wouldn't sound like that. They might actually sound more like a fucking chicken. Right, right. <laughs> they call this dinosaur this, but it's actually they, this. Yeah. Like those two yeah. dinosaurs won't live in the same time period. Right, they right. can't live the same area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what's trippy, too. Like humans, like we right now are, I think I have said this. On the show, we're actually closer in time to T Rex than Stegosaurus was to T Rex. Oh wow! Yeah, I when I was actually watching the guy talk about, I'm like, I didn't realize how the break in dinosaur, I guess, uh, periods like the Thoracic period, and that's only like Thoracic period. Yeah, it's <laughs> the period of rib cages. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but all the different periods of yeah the dinosaurs. I'm like, I didn't realize how big of a gap there is between oh yeah each one of them. That that bring that reminds me like we we did a show a while ago where we ended up outside making a fire after the show yeah and talking <laughs> yes I remember that day <laughs> and and we talked about the Fermi's paradox a little bit I don't know if Ryan will remember this you, you might have left by the time Matt and I started talking about it but mm-hmm. I, I asked you what you thought of Fermi's paradox and some of the things you said I was like well that's pretty fucking spot on man like. You know, so Fermi's paradox is why you know if there's other intelligent life in the universe, why haven't yeah. we? I was there. I remember talking all the space them, stuff. and why haven't they seen us? Why aren't we visiting or receiving signals or whatever? With you know, and then it was, well, the expanse of the universe is just so vast that you know there may not be any other life forms available and advanced as we are, or that they may be much more advanced than we are and look at us like. You know, like ants, like, like ants. Yeah. Like cave dwelling troglodytes who don't know anything about anything or that, you know, the, the, anything that would lead to, you know, extra, uh, to, to intellect, to interplanetary communications isn't necessary for life. This is one of the things Uh that you, that you mentioned, Matt, that I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's true. Like it could just be that, you know, there are tons and tons of planets out there with 
you know, bacterial life, microbial mm-hmm. life, uh, very lowly advanced life like, like dinosaurs. Single cell like, organisms. Yeah, that have been around for, you know, millions or hundreds of millions of years. Insects, but, you know, arthropods or crustaceans. That but yeah, I mean, like, like, they're not going to pick up radio signals from Earth. Yeah, yeah. No. Like, like our advancement isn't necessary for our survival. Like we've advanced to this point, but it wasn't necessary for survival. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah. And so there could be, you know, tons and tons of other life out there, but there's right. just, there's no, there's no desire in any of those life forms to communicate with anything outside because they don't, they're not intelligent enough. They don't have the critical thinking skills, any of that kind of stuff. Or so, what yeah. we define as intelligent, another society could say, well, you're, we're not intelligent. Sure. I mm-hmm. mean, but you know, things, things that have evolved, um, either, I mean, like we're, we're talking existence. about things like <laughs> two eyes or long axis symmetry or, um, uh, four appendages or, or more, whatever, um, you know, a, a case around the brain, all that. We see that in everything, almost everything that, that we find where we find life. Mm-hmm. Those things have been very effective for survival. You know, we know that herbivores tend to have eyes on the side so they get more of a 360 view yeah, for predators and predators have eyes more in the front for binocular vision and depth perception mm-hmm. that has evolved a ton of times mm. but intelligence has evolved very very few times mm. um and it depends on how you gauge it but it may only be that we have one example of intelligence evolving on earth ever out of all the possibilities and all the things we have seen evolve. But the other, I mean, so we could, and not to mention the fact that our radio signals are so close to earth that that doesn't even matter at this point that they're out Mm. there. But even if we assume that, let's just say we sent signals that, that cover the entire uh, visible universe, we could be hitting planets that, like you said, are, you know, covered with, insect animals or dinosaur eras or whatever that aren't going to be able to, they're not capable of receiving or responding or, mm-hmm. or what if we hit a planet that's a Roman empire? That's still intelligent life, but they can't not receive or respond. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, they're, but, they're, but they're, but they're, you know, minis, milliseconds away from those advancements in our timeline. Mm-hmm. But, or who knows if they're even looking for the same signals we're sending. That's out. the other thing, the frequencies and all that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, well, and then so, assuming that other life forms would be similar to us and how right, life here right. is on Earth. Yeah. I mean, we have an example of one. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> we're, we're basing our search mm-hmm. on things well, that we know. Like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, so. it's all we can do. Yeah. I would say we almost have an example of two or huh? three. Huh? Well, because I'm like saying when you say like we were talking last week, I don't think we talked about it. The, the, un, the untouched tribes. Oh, yeah. There, are, I would almost say they're a second example of civilization existing right now that live under completely different circumstances. Well, they're still human. Well, they're still human, but I'm saying like their level of you racist. Well, <laughs> I said they weren't human. <laughs> you elitist prick, you. <laughs> I'm just saying like <laughs> that British empireist. Well, we should go but the there people and in the British Empire or the people in the Roman Empire were still human. Yeah, yeah. but their level of understanding of the technology we have today would be completely fucking. None. Right. Just like tribes that live on islands, their understanding of anything we have would be completely misunderstood. And who yeah. says that they would never want to? They're still like that for thousands and thousands and, and, and really, thousands I mean, of years. The technological advancements that we've made in the last two or three hundred years, which is well, oh geez, you know, I, I, I'll like, go with the last sixty years, like a femtosecond yeah. on a on right. a on the on the geological universal, time scale, yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or geologic, yeah. geological scale uh-huh. is just fucking crazy. I, I mean, know. I, 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 I would go just from. The start of NASA to now, the 
the amount of stuff that's been developed. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it to summarize anyway for me, I would say that, you know, they're according what's the Drake equation is that there almost absolutely has to be other life out there. Mm-hmm. But if there is other life, that that's my opinion, that it's not capable uh of receiving or responding. Mm-hmm. Could be intelligent, we just don't know. Also could be more intelligent and they don't have their fucking record players anymore, so they can't pick yeah. up our signals. <laughs> or they don't want anything to do with us. Yeah, could be too. Yeah. That, that's what a lot of uh, UFO people think about the grays, those uh, little skinny guys with mm, the big eyes, yeah. is that they don't come and visit because physically we're uh, so much more- Brutish? Yeah, we're, we're just so much bigger and more muscular and we're so violent and quick-tempered uh, and, and they're scared. Quick to violence. Yeah. yeah. What did I say? Well, that's a good excuse. You quick said quick tempered, but yeah, oh, yeah. yeah let's say uh, yeah. So they're afraid to land is one of the uh, one of the uh, excuses or p- apologies that they give. Yeah, but speaking of that, leads yeah. me right into my very last thing. Okay, sure. Sorry, it was been three weeks. Yeah, uh, no, you're no, you're good. No, this, is, this is all great. But yes, I my medication is working today. Yay! I still have problems that I need to work out, but hopefully, I can feel like this all the time. It's amazing. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I encountered this video. That I think everyone, even our audience, will enjoy. That there's a man, I think from the 60s maybe, who uh, can speak alien languages. Oh. And does it on uh, video. Really? Yeah. You should YouTube him. Let's bring, I, I got to I gotta hear this dialect. Yeah. He's uh, he's quite impressive. <laughs> what, what is it? What do I, what do I uh, need to look for? Man speaks alien languages. <laughs> man speaks <laughs> pr- alien languages. So is this video from the 60s or did he uh-huh. start doing this? Okay. Uh, I don't want to look at videos. Yeah, that first one. This one? <laughs> Can, Can you, you speak, speak Venusian? Venusian? <laughs> <laughs> What's the Venusian? He's speaking in like it's like he's he's speaking Venusian. Yeah, you can. He's he's also missing like almost all. Oh yeah, it's like he's speed speaking in tongues. Yeah, a little bit. What does that mean, actually? That means how are all you? I am very pleased to see you. This afternoon, it's not I would like, he like him made that up on the spot. Oh, he totally did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would like him to be able to repeat uh, it exactly because we're recording yeah. you, so we know, like, we can play this back and see if it matches up perfectly for your translation. Yeah. Oh, I think I got to know this. What the fuck is up with that guy's hair? Yeah, they both look crazy, don't He's they? Got, yeah. The the interviewer has bedhead. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Like, and this is the sick. That's not a normal hairstyle for that time frame. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in Britain it was. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> How many languages can you speak? I can speak altogether three of the space languages. <laughs> One is Venusian. The second is Kruger. Kruger. Planet Kruger 60B yes. and Pluto. What about Plutonian? I can speak Pluto. Uh, like like <laughs> like Venus has its own language called Venusian, Tim. but Pluto is just, just Pluto. Pluto. <laughs> and it's funny how the Not Plutonian it's funny how the entire planet of each of these speaks one language. Yeah, I was going to say the same yeah. thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Here, here's one thing I got to wonder. When did Star Trek start? Uh, 60s. Know. Was it 60s? 60s? Something, yeah. I'm like, I wonder if this coincides with the time frame of Star Trek starting with him speaking different <laughs> alien languages. I don't know. When did when did Britain get TVs? Ooh, that would have been 2005? 
<laughs> no, I think it was the thirties. I think it was, so. They would have, they might have had it then. Yeah, I think it was the thirties. Plutonium. What about plutonium? What does that sound like? Plutonium is. How did you learn these languages? <laughs> these languages have been a gift sent from me from the actual people by rays. By and rays. At this moment, although you cannot see them, they are sending these rays down to help me. By some mental process or some, me or some, me some mechanical no, process? No, it's by some mechanical process. But apart from this, I can't tell you how it's done. What about Martian? Martian, I don't know much about their language. <laughs> I've heard so much about them, I've never been in contact with them. You haven't actually been to any other planets yourself? No, not yet. <laughs> uh, who drew that picture, did you? No, a lady done this for me, of the name of Mrs. Geel. And where did these people me. actually come from? They come from the, the second planet from the Sun Kruger, 60B. So, in addition what? to uh, <laughs> speaking these languages, I believe you can also write them. This is correct. Yes, I can write them. Oh, this is shit. great. This is great. Yeah. So, wait. So, he not only made up a language, he made up a whole new planet called Kruger. <laughs> is I it think hidden? That was, no, I think that was the star, wasn't it? Well, he said the second planet from the sun. From from the sun, Kruger is what he oh, said. Oh, yeah. the, so Kruger's yeah. the sun, not... Yeah. I thought he said... Second star to the right and straight on till morning. <laughs> I want to go there. <laughs> Except I'll be more of a pirate with this. Could we see an example of their writing, do you think? Yes, certainly. She's flicking us off in that picture. I think it's funny that you say flicking us off. <laughs> <laughs> he's just scribbling. And why is he speaking while he's writing? Yeah. What the fuck? This here means. It's a very, very inefficient language. I mean, he's used an entire sheet of paper, paper for these two or three sentences that he's spoken. Which are probably that four words. We are here <laughs> for a purpose, which is something to do with your Earth that we will reveal later. Okay, <laughs> wait. Cookies using Plutonian writing just... The first segment, he said way more words, like way more alien language, for fewer words. Exactly. Oh, my fuck. That's pretty good. Earth. That we will reveal later. I see. Could we see some Plutonian writing, do you think? I see. Mm, uh, this is very uh, interesting. It's going to look exactly the same. Certainly. <laughs> it looks different. It looks. It does look different. This looks more like like Chinese characters. Yeah. He's, he's using a lot of the same sounds over and over again. This means now they have written this here a message to you. Before long, in 1969. We are going to show you proof. Patrick, they call you. Did you mind us here? No. <laughs> we have... We have watched you for a long time. <laughs> we are interested in all your great men besides ordinary people. 
We are interested in everyone. So, <laughs> that's most encouraging. Of course, Venus. Mr. Burns. Well, and, and so are they also, besides teaching him through these rays, the languages, are they also teaching him what they want? Like they're, they're not just teaching him a language. They're actually communicating like, Wait. oh yes, we've watched you for a long time. He's alien Jesus. <laughs> Bernard Baron from Essex moves in a realm of the unknown, which I think you'll agree makes it very difficult for us to disprove him. And yet, it's extremely it's not, easy to yeah. disprove oh, him. And also, did they say he's from Essex? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, it, it's super easy to disprove you. Like, dude, we have you on tape. We, we've we've heard what you said here, and what you, that translates to. So now that you, we know what you've translated it to. Please re-say exactly what that is in Venusian. Or and I'd, we'll compare the two and see if you're just totally full of shit. I would ask him to write down the alphabet. Right. Who write says the they use an alphabet? Well, or write down like like a, a certain phrase. And then a week later, hey, write that phrase down for me again. Because if you're oh, just yeah, making yeah. up weird fucking symbols the whole time, it's yeah. not going to be the same thing. Right. Yeah. Or what you say isn't going to be the same thing. Well, in the 60s, they weren't very sophisticated well, about that, these uh, kinds of things. That still things, might Ryan. not have disproved it because Unless he did, it's he, possible he actually did create symbols that he thinks represent these these words. He might have. That, that might that first be similar one? to when you ask him to do it multiple times. They could be similar. Yeah, they could be. So, but, but that still doesn't prove, I mean, because of course he's making it up, but. Because he looks very much like he's making it up. Like he would, that would be a lot of effort. Totally is. Yeah, of course. That'd be a lot of effort to make up three separate fucking alien languages and keep them. uh, Keep them all straight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's that. Wow. That was a lot. Yeah. We've missed you. Thanks, man. Missed you guys too. Yeah. Uh, And, and your Thanksgiving was, was good other than having a whole mom around. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fine. Oh, good. And now you're dog sitting. Yes. Yes, I am. That's fun. I know you're a big lover of dogs. You you love when Ryan and I talk about our dogs. Yeah, you just love it. <laughs> it's your favorite thing ever. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I actually prefer it to you, when people start their conversation with, I had the weirdest dream. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that or, you know, when people start talking about comic books or yeah, superhero yeah. movies, that kind of stuff. You know, I just am not feeling uh, ragey today. Oh well, that's good. I uh, guess. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> that's really good. I'm sure my, I'm sure my my insides from all the stress and high blood pressure I have from being around people every day uh-huh. is I, I'm probably 72 years old inside. <laughs> all of that. Uh, well, we need to get some stress. Dobby up on the TV then. Some good old Dobbinmeyer. Some oh yeah, yeah fuck duck coach. <laughs> <laughs> With- <laughs> that guy needs to circumcise his neck. <laughs> uh, so, not much in not much in the way of anything that I've done over the last week. The only thing really was that I had Wednesday off because President George Herbert Walker kicked the can. Oh yeah, we we tried it. We convinced our chief to let us have a uh, like, hey, can we sleep in tomorrow? <laughs> then a stupid fucking drone it's, had a crash. Oh, were you you were at work? I was at work. Before, like, yeah. can we sleep in tomorrow? Like, have it's the president's funeral. Yeah, we'll just sit here and honor George H. W. Yeah. Then so yeah, he goes, yeah, you guys don't start the work day till eleven. So we get a call at seven thirty in the morning. Oh. We get a call at eight, and then we oh. got a call at ten. It's like, oh. it's like there's been shit going on all week. Then all what were the we're, calls for? 
Uh, just one was a normal, uh, someone burnt some food in their hotel room. One was a building that fucking keep, their suppression system keeps fucking going off in a hangar. Oh, yeah. And then someone didn't know how to land their little drone. The, what? What drone crash on the runway. Oh, not, not like a, somebody's out there with their quad. No, no, like a military. Oh, okay. Like that's, that's what Doug Wade mainly does. Yeah. Is they just fly drones all the time. Just, yeah. That's where people fly drones and test shit. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What was the other one you said before that though? Oh, the building. So like their fire suppression system, the building has a fire. Oh yeah. So our, like it was the fire. No, suppression no. So system the, the, the sprinklers like, weren't going off. So oh, it's okay. got a, it's got a fire pump in the building. So it's a big hanger. So it just pumps fire all throughout the building. Well, it pumps more water into the system. <laughs> like it turbocharges the water. So that way it can put more pressure into oh, the building. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, the pump keeps going off and the pump goes off. It just sprays water outside the building. There's a little drain valve. So if the head hasn't popped, it's got to go somewhere. Just like, I need attention. Pretty Beep. much. Yeah. He usually does it at two in the morning. <laughs> you guys aren't paying attention to yeah. me. And it only does it when it's cold out. Oh, really? It won't do it all summer. Then when it starts getting cold, it'll start. I'm going to make this as miserable up. as possible for everyone involved. Yeah. Hmm. We're trying to get it so people actually fix it. Yeah. But they spend. Oh, why would they do that? I mean, you got to keep do something to keep you guys busy. Oh, well, fuck. Not at two in the morning. <laughs> uh, we have more on George H.W. coming up. More on? When we, when we come back after our little break here. Okay. So stay tuned, everybody. Hi, this is Megan Kennedy. I'm a speaker with the Satanic Temple. You can find me on Twitter at Six Moments, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. All right, the client I'm working for right now is this really cool company called Marquee Jet, and they're trying to figure out how to make renting private jets more affordable. Well... Well, that's the way to go. Yeah, and they're growing like crazy, so they have to buy more jets in order to meet the demands. Now, let me ask you guys a crazy question. Are any of you in the habit of looking at numbers, you know, addresses, license plates, phone numbers, and adding them up and rearranging them in your head to make more interesting patterns? Oh, my God. She knows my secret shame. Well, step into the light, my friend, because this is the Church of Numbers, and every day is Sunday. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. So we had said with, that we would be back with more on George Bush, and we'll get to that in a moment. But before we do... We will be back with more on George Bush. <laughs> more on George Bush. Both of them, really. Uh, no, the, the, the older statesman, H.W., was much less of a moron than his son, G.W. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to that... I wanted to talk about this story that I saw today on Facebook and had to post out on my timeline of these two fucking idiots who, well, we'll, we'll play the video and do some commentary and maybe talk about it a bit more afterward. But this comes to us by way of local channel Fox 13 here in Salt Lake City. But it's a story about a couple of guys in New Township, Newton Township. Newton Township. Newton Town? Newton. <laughs> they got a lot of figs there. Yeah. In Ohio, who escaped a crash being crushed by a semi because God whispered to them that they should yeah. get out of the way, you stupid fuckers. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to play the video here. I just remember being in the ditch after it got hit, sitting there with Jordan, looking up at this mangled food truck that was hanging over the guardrail of the overpass. A 
So before, okay, before we play the rest of the video, and I'll actually probably back this up at the very beginning of the video, uh, but the story says, uh, Newton Township, Ohio, two men escaped, two men who escaped being crushed by a semi say it was the voice of God that saved them. Quote, we heard a voice and it was to get out of the truck and I looked down and I saw a semi swerving toward us, Jordan Cole told WJW. He was traveling with Kenneth Bryant and several other men from Montana to Philadelphia for a pastor's conference. The men were bringing a Mudman food truck. It's part of a nonprofit that sells hamburgers to raise money for Potter's Field Ministries. Providing food and other resources, said Bryant, who recently returned from Guatemala and Uganda. The men were on the Ohio Turnpike in Newton Township on November 12th around 8 p.m. when the food truck broke down because God didn't want them to get to their destination. Yeah. God does not like food trucks. Bryant and Cole stayed with the vehicle while the others took a van to go get a repair part. Quote, he was in the cab of the truck and I was in the back, Bryant said. I was using a generator in the back to charge our cell phones. All of the sudden, he became overwhelmed with a sort of vision, he said. And, and th this is on an official news site, and they yeah. say all of the sudden instead of all of, <laughs> of a, a sudden. sudden. Yeah. Like, isn't it like you would think as a reporter reporting news, especially in text, that you would need some sort of English training? No. Some Maybe, maybe, maybe use the, you know, grammar, grammar check in, in word or whatever word processing why, app you why, happen to be using. Why do something that might make sense? <laughs> Quote, it was kind of vivid, Brian said. It was pretty predominant. It was a pretty predominant thought that the truck was going to get hit. He immediately grabbed his phone and jumped out of the vehicle at the same time Cole was jumping out of the front cab. As if there was a back cab. <laughs> <laughs> they both made it out with only seconds to spare before the entire food truck was crushed and mangled beyond recognition. The other thing that really fucking bothers me about this story is every sentence is in its own paragraph. Yeah. Ohio State Highway Patrol troopers who responded to the accident told WJW the men were most cert the men most certainly would have been killed had they been inside the vehicle during impact. How do you know? The semi truck driver also survived and suffered only minor injuries. God kept us safe. God kept us alive, Bryant said. The men continued on to Philadelphia, Florida, and are currently in California. So where do they go, Philadelphia or Florida? <laughs> Apparently, there's a city named Philadelphia, Philadelphia in, in Florida. Because Florida just... man. <laughs> they were feeding people at a church Thursday night when they spoke with WJW. Both absolutely believe they know who saved them and why. Quote, We've come to the conclusion that it was Jesus, Bryant said. He allowed this to happen for me to be able to share this story, for people to know that our Heavenly Father is mindful of us, end so, quote. So mindful he destroyed your fucking food truck. <laughs> the men feel strongly that they were spared because they have a purpose in this world. This Christmas, they hope people will be inspired by their story and realize that they are just as important and have a purpose, too. They talk about this kind of thing, and this comes up every time a situation like this happens. Yeah. They talk about this, this as if death is some other thing, accidents, death, uh, you know, broken arms, whatever, all those, all those things that happen to us are some other thing that isn't related to God in any way, mm -hmm. right? That it, that all of these things are just going to happen. But if you get saved, he stepped in and helped you there. But 
none of them recognize he's causing all of that <laughs> in your view. Yep. From oh, your yep. worldview, all of that stuff is his fault. So the fact that, I mean, it, we know, we know, obviously the problem right away is that they're giving God credit where they should be giving him blame as well, right. at least. Right, yeah. Or, or maybe they thought through their head while they're sitting inside of a vehicle going, you know what? It's kind of dangerous to be sitting inside of a broken down vehicle on the side of the road because, you know, sometimes they get hit. Mm-hmm. We're much safer outside the vehicle. Well, and I think- And my they, cell phone's done charging now. I think they I think they talk about that maybe in the in the video, but uh, it the, sto- the text of the story ends with, quote, that there is a purpose for your life. You do have a reason to be living, and it's God's perfect timing, Bryant said. God's perfect timing, timing. to have us, <laughs> to have this truck where we're trying to raise money for our ministry break down on the side of the road to be fucking demolished yeah. is, by a semi truck, and we just barely get out with our lives. Is this God giving them a big fuck you to their what ministry? What a great fucking God that is. He's too fucking weak to actually stop the semi from demolishing the truck promoting his good word and raising funds for the ministry promoting his good word but he'll let the people escape it would have been how fucking stupid is that maybe he's not weak maybe he's capricious or evil (laughs) it would have been more miraculous if they had stayed in the van that semi came careening towards it and suddenly the van lifted into the air levitated semi goes underneath the food truck and then the van gets set the food truck is set back to the ground uninjured unharmed and or anything yeah that would be more that would be a mirror that, that would, would be out if i saw that i'd be like mm, yeah that would be I much more miraculous for sure. that yeah. mm-hmm. but no it got destroyed let's let's watch the video because i think there's some additional information in here i just remember being in the ditch after it got hit sitting there with jordan looking up at this mangled food truck that was hanging over the guardrail of the overpass. Is he a, a teenager? Cloud through the vehicle at full speed. They're they're both they both look pretty young. Yeah, from the, sounds really young. From the uh, thing that I saw earlier, and this stupid goddamn. Oh, there we go. Speed and would have crushed the men inside too. But right before impact, they say they were warned. It was crazy because uh, talking afterwards, we both. Oh my gosh! Realized that we. He looks like a total stoner, right? Yeah. Right, it's not just me. Like he yeah, looks like completely. Yeah. Like you, this guy was is, probably selling we- Mudman as a weed truck. <laughs> he looks like extra chromosome, no illusions. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that the truck was going to get hit before it got hit. We heard a voice, and it was to get out of the truck and look down, and I saw a semi swerving toward us. A heavenly voice protecting these men of faith, whose journey started with a prayer in Montana headed for Philadelphia with the Mudman Food Truck, a nonprofit raising money for Potter's Field oh, Ministries. It's, it's a black truck. People How around good to have a black truck broken down we were in the passing middle through Ohio. On the Ohio Turnpike in Newton Township, when the truck broke down around 8 o'clock at night, other men following behind in a van went to get a repair part, while Jordan and Kenneth stayed behind. He was in the cab of the truck, and I was in the back. Way in back, says Kenneth, charging his cell phone on the generator when he suddenly got an overwhelming vision. It was kind of vivid. It was It was kind of vivid. Just a little vivid. Not entirely vivid, just kind of vivid. A pretty predominant thought that the truck was going to get hit. A pretty predominant thought. Not a voice. A not a vision. Thought. A thought. He didn't say someone spoke to him. Like, he just fucking said himself that it was a thought in his own fucking head. Yep. It was a pretty predominant thought that the truck was going to get hit. As he jumped out, so did his friend who heard that voice, with only seconds to spare. 
the semi truck came through the food truck, but pushed him up against a guardrail and then he rolled over and rolled down the ditch. Now usually drivers are told to stay inside of their vehicle with a seatbelt on in case there's an accident. But in this case, state troopers say absolutely getting out saved their lives. That was mid-November. Speaking to us by phone Thursday, Kenneth says they both know who saved them. We've come to the conclusion that it was Jesus. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how did you... How did you do that? How did you reach that conclusion? Yeah. I wonder. Because people people in other countries who follow different religions would have said that it was whatever God that they happened to worship, right? Yeah. How do we know it wasn't Satan? Because Satan hates that food truck. <laughs> Spared us, and, and it's for a reason, because he has a Because we're so special. God, Jesus spared us for a reason, but he wouldn't spare the fucking food truck. And he couldn't have alerted it like he could have. He couldn't have made it so that the truck didn't break down in the first place. He couldn't have made it so that the semi truck didn't fucking dis demolish our truck. He couldn't have made it so that even after we broke down, we were able to move out of the way or the semi, you know, barely missed us at the last moment. No, Jesus had a plan and it was to destroy our fucking food truck, but to warn us that it was going to happen. Yeah. Also, what a fucking asshole. Like if, if. My son put together this whole thing. He's got this plan, you know, he's working on, he, he's got this idea he wants to work out. He puts together all the stuff he wants for it and he starts off on this trip and I don't think that's such a good idea. So I lay a trap for him, fuck up all of his plans just because I think there's a better one. And then I tell him the reason I did that was because I have a plan for you <laughs> and you, and almost I, I'm not going to tell you what it is. And I'm, you almost killed him in the process. Yeah. And almost killed him. Yeah. And, and Hey dad, why'd you do that? I have a plan for you. <laughs> and they're accepting that as I do have rage in me today. They're accepting that as a good answer. I'm glad that this got, got somebody else riled up too, because I, I watched this and read the story and it was like, Jesus Christ, man, these people really fucking think this. Like, all you have to do is step back from your stupid indoctrinated beliefs for half a second and examine, like, okay, well, there's a lot of other things that could have happened if there were really a kind and benevolent God who's looking out for us besides just whispering, hey, maybe you got to get out of the truck right now. Yeah, like, bad things never happen if there's a good God. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Because he has a purpose. Which the men continued from Philly to Florida and now California feeding people at a church, which they hope will be a source of inspiration for everyone Wait. this Christmas. I thought their truck was destroyed. What are they feeding him out of now? Uh, maybe the van that the other guys were following them in. Wait, so I don't understand. They're, they're handing out they're handing out candy to children from a van. <laughs> <laughs> so they continued with their plan? Yeah. Apparently, I yeah. thought God had a plan. Yeah, and obviously, it wasn't a food truck. It was, yeah. The, that food truck was not part of God's plan. So, so, they had to so alter now, their plan. so now, basically, what's going on is, you know, you ruin the entire plan, and then you say, "Well, I did that because I have a plan for you. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you what it is." You're just going to have to go on with your plan for now. <laughs> well, thanks for fucking it up. <laughs> Yeah, like now I got to start all over. Like they're still following through with their original plan, right? Yeah. So God had a plan for them, but it didn't involve that fucking like fuck that food truck in particular. I'm going to fuck up your food truck. <laughs> yeah. The rest of your plan is okay, but I fucking hate this fucking food truck. It's got to fucking go right fucking now. It doesn't have Jesus on it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your food truck in particular. Yeah.
<laughs> but just I read that and I was like, oh my god, I just the religious people sound so fucking well, stupid sometimes. I also wonder if Mudman has a religious reference of like coming from the dirt. I don't know. No, they wouldn't have said well, like if Jesus formed them from the earth or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I. May, no, I don't even. Well, so, okay, so I'm going to lay it out. I'm going to lay it out there. So as part of this video, it shows them like, you know, giving food to to poor people. I don't even know where they are, where some of these still images are taken, but it's of impoverished black people. And I thought, Mudman, oh, be, like, oh my God, like it, like, uh. so I don't know if like. I, I clearly no. I was being racist. I was being racist because I see Mudman and then I see pictures of black people that they're feeding, and I'm like, well, that's pretty fucking racist that they would call their truck Mudman while they're feeding black people. And then it's like, well, no, maybe that's not it. Maybe I'm just being racist, thinking that see, that's what they're doing. That didn't even pass through my head. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a fucking asshole. I don't know what's. <laughs> I said something racist before the show too, so don't worry about it. Not to them, but. A different group. So I'm uh, apparently a racist because I was trying to spot racism in other people. <laughs> it's not the first time. It probably won't be the last. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would say that's that's just more of a like I uh, that that's. I don't think that's racism. I think. Well, I, I think that's just uh, natural bias. That it could be. It could I don't be. think I mean, it's full. I, bl- I don't think it's full blown racism. Like I like I'm I'm always trying to spot like like spot the racist. Yeah. And sometimes it's me because I feel like in my head I tie different things to being to having a racial overtone when probably there is none and so then I'm being racist basically. And now I feel like a dick like for race explaining because <laughs> I'm a straight white guy. <laughs> no, that wasn't racist. You're fine. You're you're just fine, man. No, it's fine. Thomas <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, Dan's had a lot to drink this evening already. Well, have you? I have. Uh, Where's your cup at? It's. I'm hiding it over oh, here so you can't, you can't see, see how, how much, much I've drank, drank already. <laughs> what's a, what's We're a halfway cup through at? the show, and I'm fucking almost done with my uh, cocktail. Uh, what's a cup at? What? I said, where's his cup at? Where's, where's yeah, what's cup? a cup at? Oh, oh where's, where's the cup at? Where? Yeah. What is a cup at? <laughs> that's a cup at. Oh, that's is, a cup at? This is the cup yeah. at. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I went with the uh, vodka Red Bull today uh, because because you don't want to sleep tonight. Well, I didn't sleep well the night before, and then le- like I get up swirly now that I don't get much. You get up swirly. I get up swirly now. I get up swirly. <laughs> you get up swirly and get a cup out of water. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I've tried to mirror my other team who work or the rest of my team oh, who all work on the East Coast. Yeah. So. I get up two hours earlier than they do just so I can try to mirror their schedule and be around when they're around, that kind of thing. That kind of thing. Why don't they mirror your schedule so they can sleep in? They, well, because <laughs> then they would be working very late. And, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so getting back to George H.W. Bush, I had, like I said, I had Wednesday off all federal employees, unless you were, you know, uh, part of some essential service. Yeah, yeah. Saving lives. Out. Yeah. Saving lives like Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Going out and answering calls for a broken fire suppression system. Fuck that thing. <laughs> uh, and all all this week since HW's death, it, you know, on every news channel, every media outlet everywhere, it's it's how great he was and what a wonderful president and 
and humanitarian and civil servant all throughout his career in life that, you know, civil service was the thing that he did. And, and they don't, they didn't, like, I, there were very few outlets that I saw that talked about any of the more shady, sinister, shitty things that he did while in service of the government and public, uh, and, and the, the public through his civil service. Well, the thing is, a lot of it's not like a secret. No, no, it's it's not secret at all. Like they, uh, most of these news outlets that were reporting about what a great person he was while he was, you know, after he's dead, that while he was alive and while he was serving as president, talked about what a shitty fucking human being he was. Yeah, you know, a, a big portion of the the reason why HIV/AIDS spread so quickly and so thoroughly through. A lot of communities was because of policies instituted by Reagan and George H.W. It's yeah. it's a big part of why he was a one-term president. And they don't talk about a bunch of other things, but we've we've got this story. Uh, this comes to us from thehumanist.com. It says the darker. It's titled "The Darker Side of George H.W. Bush's Kinder, Gentler Faith-Based Politics." No new taxes. Read my lips. And he had all the taxes. When I was little, my mom made me broccoli. Now I'm the president. I don't have to eat broccoli anymore. <laughs> uh, have you seen the, that clip? <laughs> no, that's real? That's real. Really? Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were making a joke. Well, and he, I mean, he infamously bashed on atheists. Yeah. Homosexuals. Homosexual. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of different marginalized communities. Yeah, he said atheists shouldn't even be citizens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the story starts and says that during my graduation from Yale Divinity School in 1992, I decried those protesting President George H.W. Bush as he delivered Yale's main commencement address. How dare they destroy my pomp and circumstance with such rabble-rousing. Bush represented the, in his own infamous words, kinder, gentler, religiously-infused republicanism one finds among the upper crust of Greenwich, Connecticut. Here, Bush spent his, oh my God, and and just speaking of religion, I'm trying to remember the guy who was really close with with Bush that I saw all over the news on Sunday. His vice, his VP? No, 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 it, no, it, it wasn't was his a, VP. It was a the, was it the one that said that got up from his wheelchair to salute him. Mm, uh, uh, no, no, he was close friends with him. I can't fucking remember the guy's uh, name. But anyway, I mean, like he he talked on every. Sunday morning news program that I watch, they had this guy on, and I, I, I'm just drawing a blank right now as to the guy's name. I can picture his face, but he he made it a point during every interview to say that oh I went and I visited with or I talked with him on the phone and and I said you know or he asked me well where are we going today and and I told him well, we're gonna go to heaven oh and and. George H.W.'s response was, oh, good, well, because that's where I want to go. I might have seen some of those clips because I, I was watching them do an interview with somebody. And he just kept making reference over and over. Well, he was a very religious man. He was very yeah. religious. So he's very good, very religious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, la, 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 la. So I'm reading through this again. Here, Bush spent his formative years when his father, Prescott Bush, served as a senator. In New Haven, I had embarked on a spiritual spiritual quest that had me clutching my white pearls in search of a proper faith I could follow, but I had not yet grasped the reality that the Bushes that the Bush family's version of white gloved Episcopalianism masked an iron fist enforcing a dark right wing agenda. Two years after graduation, I began writing for the Wittenberg Door, 
the nation's oldest religious satire magazine. (laughs) Under the tutelage of the editor, Robert Darden, I honed my critical thinking skills and learned to satirize American Christianity with a particular focus on the intersection of faith and politics. On the way, I learned much about the gap between Bush's religion and his politics. True, depicting Bush as a kinder, gentler fighter pilot may be accurate. And considering the current Cheeto-in-Chief, a certain nostalgia for the 41st president's demeanor is understandable. But before we get too into the grand eulogizing of an elder statesman, let us remember the irony of his death one day before World AIDS Day and the number of people who died from AIDS due to his indifference. Some pioneers in his U.S. Episcopal Church were on the forefront of caring for people with AIDS. Episcopalians were among the first denominations to conduct funerals for people who died of AIDS. I would later follow those working on the fringes of their faith, beginning a journey that led me, as so many, out of the institutional church. By then, Bush's form of the faith and mine represented the opposite ends of the Anglican spectrum. As I reflect on George H.W. Bush, I wonder how he reconciled his faith with his association with the CIA, including at the helm for a year. A cursory look at his life, as reported by outlets like Rolling Stone, New York Magazine, and The Intercept, reveals he had a major hand in propping up some god-awful dictatorships. Along those lines, investigative journalist Greg Palast's documentary Bush Family Fortunes shows how the family's oil connections to the Bin Ladens and the Saudi royal family caused H.W., as president since, to turn a blind eye to Saudi atrocities. When he did intervene to curtail a dictator he had once supported, He did so in a way that cost hundreds of thousands of Iraqi lives. At home, the Willie Horton ad for which Bush never apologized, that racist fucking ad, lent considerable fuel to racist rhetoric among the religious right. Thanks to him, we also have Clarence Thomas on the U.S. Supreme Court, and then there's his role in advancing his son's political agendas. While Bush Sr. may not have been as explicitly religious as his namesake son, his actions still contravene the faith he claimed to possess. Consider his embrace of the family. Host of the National Prayer Breakfast, a haven for the international elite to gather with U.S. lawmakers to advance political agendas under the guise of communal prayer. In Jeff Charlotte's book, The Family, he recounts Bush Sr.'s appraisal of the late Doug Coe, who was the leader of the family during the 1990 National Prayer Breakfast. Quote, he praised Doug Coe for what he described as quiet diplomacy. I wouldn't say secret diplomacy, Charlotte adds. Bush was apparently ignorant of one of the nation's oldest laws, the Logan Act, which forbids private citizens from negotiating with foreign governments that are in dispute with the U.S., lest foreign policy slip out of democratic control. To paraphrase Dylan Thomas, let us not allow Bush to go gently into that good night. If we don't outwardly rage, may we at least note that Bush's refusal to go beyond lip service to a kinder, gentler faith led to the dimming of the light of many lives. Mm. But not the dimming of the light of the six people for whom he issued pardons after the Iran-Contra mm-hmm. scandal under President Reagan. So that he wouldn't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big part of it. He had, yeah. a, he had a central role in the Iran-Contra scandal yeah. and in a lot of the Watergate bullshit under Nixon. Well, because I know with the Iran-Contra, he was, he was very integral to the getting the weapons down there to helping him that dictatorship 
mm-hmm. do their thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, 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 I've, I've always seen the photos. I know I've always heard of the highway of death during the first Gulf War, but I never really knew a whole lot about it mm. until I was watching something like, well, the highway of death was fleeing Iraqis with soldiers mixed in with them fleeing. And he had them bomb the entire fucking highway and kill thousands of families, kids, children's mothers, fathers. And not were they an immigrant caravan? Well, they didn't leave the country. <laughs> They're trying to get further away from the war area going on with the U.S. launching and killing they were civilians yeah. in their own country. Yeah. And they were fleeing the area. They just got bombed. And then they destroyed the entire fucking highway and killed all those families that were fleeing the area. Yep. Because there might have been a few soldiers fleeing with them. Yep. Yeah. So Poppy Bush was not all that fucking fantastic, Mm-mm. people. Sure, he was much, much better than the guy who's currently in the, currently in the White House. And I would say, you know, markedly better than his son as president. But he was still a one-term president and for good reason. Yeah. yeah. And I would say the fact that he's better than those two examples is merely a coincidence of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think I think George H.W. Bush had it in him to be this type of – To be alt, just as bad. Alt-right, hardline dictator type mm-hmm. if the social climate allowed for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of the policies he instituted and a lot of the things that he laid down as groundwork paved the road yeah. for his mm-hmm. son yep. and for Donald Trump to to and the Republican Party in general to act the way they are now. Yep. Well, it's like because like mentioning that he died right around AIDS Awareness mm-hmm. Day. Uh, was it was it World AIDS Awareness? Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, because he neglected to fund research or help people that were suffering from the AIDS virus. It's like, yeah. no, we're just going to let it go on because they're gay. This is God's virus that he's yeah. given to the gay people to make sure that they don't continue doing what they're doing. He's just going to wipe them out yeah. with this gay disease, and that's fine by me. Well, the, and, we need a thousand points of light bringing them back to Jesus. And accelerating the failed drug on war on drugs and yep. putting multiple more lives in jail for just having a fucking joint on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He did a whole lot of heinous sh- shit and, you know, incited mass fuckery while he was president. So, but I do like the fact that all the places that are usually going, cause I think I just saw one of the, another state, it might even California I saw is going to go back to like 1974, I think. And if you have a marijuana possession charge, between then and now, hmm. it's completely expunged. Oh, nice. Give me a record. Good job. Are they going to release people from prison? I hope so. If, if it was between that time frame and they're yeah. in jail for that, I would hope they'd get released. Because I know Canada was doing certain work on the same thing where yeah. if you had, I can't remember what date they were going back to. None of them is like, oh. Like non, non-violent drug. D- drug charges. If yeah. you have that from this date through this date, it completely gone. Expunge yeah. off your record. Good, good. Like, good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good on him. We got more stories coming up, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Lucian Greaves, spokesperson and co-founder of the Satanic Temple. Check out my website, grayfaction.org, if you want to be disgusted and alarmed. You're listening to Godless Revolution. Yeah, well, I I, I started calling him Hefe after we were involuntarily retired from public service in <laughs> 1993 because I wasn't going to call him George that much. I'd been calling him Mr. President. Hefe, of course, is for chief. I went over there the day he died. Uh, early in the morning, he'd had a, he'd had three days he hadn't gotten out of bed. 
and he'd had a very bad Thursday. And then this last Friday, I went over there at 7.15 in the morning. I live right, right near uh, to see how he was doing. And uh, one of his aides said, Mr. President, Secretary Baker's here. And he looked up. He opened both eyes. He looked at me. He said, where are we going? And I said, we're going to heaven, Heffy. And he said, that's where I want to go. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Did you know that a letter from Einstein can be worth almost $3 million? Well, a lot of times letters from famous people are worth quite a bit of money. That's almost $3 million for a letter written by Einstein. Yeah, I mean, but a letter is personal. Uh He only wrote one of that letter. He's, yeah. You can probably get his autograph on different things, but that's one letter he wrote. Well, this is, this is pretty cool. It is. So there's, you know, there there have been arguments back and forth for a long, long time about whether Einstein was an atheist yeah. or whether he wasn't. Or, on, he or was, upon his deathbed, he, you know, professed to be religious. Or, yeah, whether he was like a Spinozist where he believed in just like this concept of a creator god who just kind of had a hands-off approach to life here on mm-hmm. earth or whether he was a creationist or an atheist or, or Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this letter kind of settles things and maybe that's why it fetched so much at auction. Well, yeah. also if it's really unclear like that, like with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Einstein and stuff. Yeah. It's probably well, not. I think, I think with Tyson, it's, pr- it's, it's pretty clear. Like it's clear that he's an atheist, but he just doesn't want to say, it. I think yeah. that's, it's the same thing with Einstein and Hawking. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hawking, I think Haw- did Hawking say that he maybe was later he came out, but yeah. like earlier in his career and earlier in Bill Nye's career, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I, I think if, if people are theists, it's pretty obvious usually. Mm, yeah. yeah. You know, it's not, you don't have to do a century of digging. They're like, they're like CrossFitters or vegans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or atheists. <laughs> or atheists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this, this comes to us from the David Gee on the friendly atheist. It says that Albert Einstein's so-called God letter in which the theoretical physicist called belief in God, quote, a product of human weakness, smashed predictions and sold for a massive $2.9 million. Which is, I love that quote, and that's a crazy amount of money. Uh, the article says that we talked about the letter in October when it was estimated that the letter would bring in between $1 million and $1.5 million at auction. The actual amount turned out to be nearly double the highest end of the range. A handwritten letter by Albert Einstein in which he grapples with the concept of religion has smashed predictions and sold for nearly $2.9 million or 2.3 million. Is that francs? Yeah, is is that that euro? I don't know what that symbol is. The so-called God letter was written in 1954 and was expected to fetch 1.5 million at auction in New York. Quote, this remarkably candid private letter was written a year before Einstein's death and remains the most fully articulated expression of his religious and philosophical views. A statement from Christie's says it fetched almost double the auction house house's predicted price of between one and 1.5 million. The letter was probably worth so much because it gives such a unique insight into the spiritual beliefs of the renowned scientist who developed the theory of re- the theory of relativity. He had always publicly refused to be called an atheist and he stopped short of using that term in the letter, but he also calls the Bible a collection of, quote, primitive legends, end quote. <laughs> the Nobel Prize winning scientist, then 74, wrote the one and a half page note to German philosopher Eric Gutkind, or Gutkind, in Gutkind. response to one of his works. 
It is seen as a key statement in the debate between science and religion. In the letter written in his native German, Einstein takes issue with the belief in God. Quote, The word God is for me nothing but the expression and product of human weaknesses, he writes. The Bible, a collection of venerable but still rather primitive legends. It continues, quote, no, inter- no interpretation, no matter how subtle, can, for me, change anything about this, end quote. Einstein was actually a frequent critic of religion, despite referring to God in a mathematical, philosophical sense. But that doesn't change the fact that religious apologists will probably always misinterpret his statements to imply that it is smart to believe in religion. Still, this letter is proof that Einstein's views were more closely aligned with today's atheists than with any particular religious group. He most certainly wasn't a hardcore theist, no matter what some believers still say, and he actually had some sensible things to say about religious beliefs. Imagine that. So, yeah, I, I think he was clearly an atheist. But... Yeah. What I, what I think is funny, I, I, I probably have to look it up to find out if there's something out there, but if there's a handwritten theoretical equation for E equals MC squared, like when he first came up with the equation, mm-hmm. and that's been auctioned, I hope that's fucking gone for more money than a, the religious one. Yeah. Do you know what do you know what E equals MC squared stands for? What it, it's what the it is? Energy equals mass times acceleration? Times yep. the speed of light. Times speed of light. Speed of light. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. You were thinking of F equals MA, right? Yeah, mass, yeah. Force and acceleration. I've been uh, watching force a equals mass yeah. times acceleration. I've been yeah. watching a lot of flat earth videos and with scientists going, <laughs> You fucking dimwit. Here's how there's the actual equation for have this. You, have you discovered the conspiracy? Have you have you rooted out its cause and and why there are well, people who believe that the earth is actually lot, round, Ryan? Well, no, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm more trying to figure out why these, what, how these people come up with their flat earth theories. Well, and how they can actually believe it. It's Most so of it comes stupid. from religion. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a few people are just dumb. Like, like I, I, I what a, flat a earthers are well, dumb? Like, like, like dumb to the point where like someone will actually try to use actual mathematics to try to explain something. They're, they're, <laughs> they're using them in kind of the skewed way. Yeah. And there's people would be Do like. They involve percentages. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> About five. About 5% do. <laughs> but uh, some of them. We'll just say, well, I don't really know a whole lot about math. And one guy, one guy was, he was making a tangent line uh, to represent the globe saying, if you're looking at the North Star and you make a tangent line, it's always pointing at the North Star. You're always going to be on your, uh, your latitude on earth, no matter where you are, that, that angle is always going to equal your latitude on the planet. He's like, what does that mean? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, well, you know what this is? He's like, no, you know, you know what a tangent line is? No. You know how to figure out the angles? No. He's like, so you're telling me you're no <laughs> shit about basic fucking math, and you're trying to spit out this trigonometry bullshit to me that you know nothing about. You don't know shit about dick, but feel but, that you know that the earth is flat. So he goes on and tries to explain to him what all the things mean, and the guy goes, yeah, you can't do that. It's like, but you, you can't do what? Do math? Well, he's saying his math was wrong because that's not possible because we're not on a globe. Hmm. So, so right away, like he rejects the premise of like the basis upon which you are, you are stating these mm-hmm. mathematical facts is wrong. Yeah. Like your foundation because, is wrong. Because what he was pointing out. I reject out, the basic premises that you're starting out with. Yeah. Because what, what he's pointing out is no matter where you want it, like, so if you're an explorer in the olden days before GPS and really good maps, 
before Google was around, and you had to mm-hmm. find out if you're out sailing the ocean. You go, well, I want to know. That was my drink. Sorry. I want to be able to find out what what latitude I'm on. Mm-hmm. Well, you take your thing, you you put the North Star into view, and whatever degree of angle. You take your, that's what are those a, called? The I'm trying to think what the, there's. It's it's basically like a like a it's like a protractor a, type thing. Yeah. So it'll give you the angle. So whatever angle the North Star is at mm-hmm. when you hold that level. Are you talking about a sextant? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. That gives you your latitude. Mm. No matter where you are on Earth. So you got the different star for Southern Hemisphere, obviously in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm. But when you look at that, it'll be, you'll be at, that's your latitude. That angle equals your latitude mm. on Earth. He's like, show me another fucking shape that can do that. And the guy just didn't understand what any of it was he's like well of course you can do that on a flat earth what, what is the latitude anyway man i mean he's it's yet, just something that the round earthers have come up with and that's pretty much what he's saying he's like i, I can't see the latitude on the ground <laughs> i can't follow it show me where water curves on the surface man then maybe i'll yeah. believe you and they a lot point, of them point at a latitude <laughs> <laughs> One of the dudes actually said, "Goes I can't like you, you can't like you got these lines on the map, these latitudes and longitudes. I can't walk straight on one of those. It's like it's what? it's a measure. I'm like, yeah. For a while, I'm like, what, what are you saying? Like it's a it's a measurement, dude. It's a way for people to to navigate and figure out coordinates and where they're at, and and, and also relay those coordinates to someone else so that same person can get back to that same fucking spot. Huh." Well, yeah, and it's called GPS for a reason, right? It's not the yeah. PPS. It's not it's the a, yeah, it's not <laughs> the, the, the or the FPS. Yeah, flat, flat positioning system, system. <laughs> <laughs> and satellites. There's well, what kills me about flat earthers uh, is that is the most most of them will say, "Oh yeah, the Earth is flat," but sure, the Moon is round, the Sun is round, all no, these other planets are no. round. A lot of well, then my I've heard others say this these things. A lot of them now like to say they're projections. They're projections. Mm-hmm. What project? What? Wait, pro, I don't projections of what? Or, oh, we're projecting them up there. Oh, we are. Yeah, like the secret Illuminati type organizations are are projecting these images into the sky. Dude, I think I was contacted <laughs> via Instagram by the same guy who contacted you about the Illuminati shit. Really? Like a yeah. dude, play with him. <laughs> I tried. Like he said, he's he's he sent me a message something about all oh, the Illuminati. You want to join for generous, you know, generous amounts of money, blah blah blah, and success and yeah. wealth and fortune. And- Did he say he would be your uh uh? Maestro? No, not yet. Uh, so, so my first message to him was, oh, "Sounds awesome. Do I get a pony and a gold mansion?" <laughs> no, he's probably like, "Oh, fuck off." <laughs> and he said, and his reply back was, "Would you like to become member? Um, would you like to become member of this yeah, storied he, organization?" He probably didn't even read your reply. He's like, no, "Okay, sure we got a reply. Here's the next message." Yeah, and then I just replied back with, "You must think that I'm as stupid as you are." And I haven't heard from him since then. So, but I, from the picture, it looks like the same picture of the guy. I still have all those. I still have yeah. all that whole text conversation saved my phone. Cause <laughs> yeah, sent funny. me a message on Instagram, and I'm like, well, I, I I just started kind of using Instagram. Like, I started following a few other people, and like, I'll open it occasionally and look at stuff. I, I'm not a big Instagrammer, either am I. But I, but yeah, so I, so it's like the more involved I get with any of this shit, the more spam and just bullshit that I get in return. I get a lot of hot chicks that are following me. Yeah. But I think they just want me to follow them back. I'm like, oh, you're not my fan. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, come and look at my pictures. I'm yeah. super sexy and fun. I'm wearing almost nothing. Are you, are you open to new experiences and adventures, Ryan? Because I'm down to teach you some new experiences and adventures. It will just cost you $10,000 to get me to the U.S. <laughs> you can send that money via Western Union. No, no, do it via Bitcoin because that can't be traced. Oh, right, right. Yeah, Western Union is is old time, that's old timey stuff. That's that's woohoo gold stuff. That's what the scammers have been using lately. Yeah, they've gone away from the Apple Bitcoin? gift cards and gone to Bit, Bit, Bitcoin uh, yeah. terminals. Huh. Nice. Which I guess is what they used to do was they would take those somehow they would take those cards, refund them into Bitcoin. Yeah, I, the guy was watching a guy explain how they do it with the fucking cards. Hmm, it's shady as shit. <laughs> Next up on our roster of stories this evening, is this th- I saw so I saw this one earlier. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Come on, and this I, is funny. I read it and I was like, eh, this is like ringing all of my skeptic alarm bells. But then Ryan posted this into the show notes for the show, so I was like, okay, well let's cover the story. So, <laughs> Come on, it's, it's a good, it's a, some good Christmas cheer. This comes to us from the HeraldScotland.com. Uh, apparently, there's a. Organization in Scotland called the Herald. I'm I think it's just a, a common name for a newspaper. Paper, sure, yeah. Uh, but it, the the title of the story is "Mortified Mother Sends Son to School Nativity with Inflatable Sex Toy," <laughs> and it has a picture of a young boy with glasses and a towel over his head with a rubber band holding it in place in a robe. Yeah, she couldn't have been. She orders a, a sex toy off of Amazon, but can't get a, like an actual costume for fifteen bucks. Well, so it's my. Well, I'll just read the story, but it's it's my understanding. After I read this initially, I've only read it once, but that she ordered a costume online of a shepherd. Yeah, but and so it comes with the the various accoutrements for the shepherd's costume, including a sheep a, for the yeah. shepherd. But it's apparently a sex doll. And he hadn't inflated sheep. the sheep until he got to school. Yeah. So the story says that uh, a mother sent her five-year-old to his school nativity with a shepherd costume she bought online, not realizing it came with a sex doll. <laughs> Helen Cox. See, that's one of the things it, that, it, first, it is funny. that first set up my, that like little skeptic alarm went ding, ding. Yeah. And it says, bought son Alfie. The $16.99 fancy dress costume on Amazon for his school nativity play, and he was delighted it came with a free blow-up flock. Never buy anything called fancy anything. (laughs) I suppose we could maybe debunk this by seeing if we can find a similar thing on Amazon. So what was called the fancy flock? Uh, Fancy dress costume on Amazon for his school nativity and it just said uh, that it came with a free blow-up flock. So maybe you can, um, while, um, I'm, while I'm reading yeah. through this, you can search on Amazon for a costume, uh, for a nativity costume, I guess. But Ms. Cox, 46, which seems very, she seems, she seems, that, that seems to be a very advanced age to have somebody in grade school who looks like he's maybe six, maybe seven. Yeah, Trump's 80 so and she's got a fucking teenager. He's not. 80, is he? Close. He's 70 I think he's just like 71 or two. Uh, but Ms. Cox, 46, was puzzled when a teacher told Alfie to take the sheep home until she blew it up and found it had red lips, eyelashes, and a huge hole in its bottom. <laughs> the mother of two later discovered the same inflatable being sold as a stag knight bunkin sheep. <laughs> 
Ms. Cox, a psychology student from Aloha, Scotland, said, I just can't believe it. I don't know whether to laugh or cry. How am I going to explain this to his teachers? I have no idea if they've seen it, if they've seen it was a sex toy, and that's why they sent it home. I'm mortified. The outfit, which she bought on Amazon in November, was listed as, quote, Labrie's Kids Boys Brown Shepherd Costume Inflatable Sheep Nativity Fancy Dress Outfit. So maybe you could just type that into your Holy Amazon search. Labrie's Kids Boys Brown Sheep Shepherd Costume Inflatable Sheep. <laughs> that's a nativity long one. fancy dress. That's a long fucking <laughs> yeah, name for something to sell on Amazon. After checking the costume fit, Ms. Cox packaged it up in a name tagged bag for Alfie to take into school on November 26. But when she went to pick up Alfie from school on December 6, a week before the nativity, she noticed the sheep in his bag. <laughs> uh, not in his bedroom. Ms. Cox, a student at Sterling University, added, quote, I asked him. Why have you brought the sheep home, Alfie? It was part of his costume, and I thought he might have been naughty and snuck it out of school. But he said the teacher had given him it to bring home, so I let it go. Before they got home, the mother suggested she blow the sheep up for young Alfie to play with. Then the penny dropped. <laughs> Without knowing how to get the doll back from her son... Miss Cox has now devised a plan to get the sheep back without any awkward explanation by telling Alfie the elf on the shelf took it. So, yeah, all kinds of skeptic alarm bells were ringing as I was reading this story. Yeah, but isn't it funny? But I should say, I, of course, hear with an American accent, but I think your Scottish was pretty good a lot of the way through there. Thank you. I I think I, I'm, I think I still kind of blend uh, Irish and Scottish together a little bit, but uh, my my brogue needs to be a little more, a little more forceful. Maybe <laughs> sounded good to my American ears. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you very much. We'll see if we can get the two skeptical chaps to say if it was bang on. <laughs> I think it's the three skeptical oh, chaps yeah, yeah, basically yeah. now that Mental Ollie is. I forgot on. they added Mental Ollie. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> almost every episode. <laughs> he's a funny dude. I like him actually. Yeah. 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 He's a, he's a good addition. I'm just taking the piss as they say. <laughs> I've been watching eight out of 10 a lot. So I've, there's all these phrases. Eight out of 10. What's that? That was the one you talked about earlier. Yeah. With the numbers and all that. Oh, right. Okay. It's a British show with Jimmy Carr. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Where they do the, the mathematical stuff. Yes. I can't. There's, there's so many, pop I mean, even a Jedi popped up. Oh boy. We'll have to we'll have to maybe see if we can find that in the uh, interim interim that I mean, the pause between yeah. segments. That seems more plausible than a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah. Uh do you have some stories you wanted to talk about, Matt? You I know you brought a bunch of stuff. I, I have I, some more things queued up here, but I know you brought some things. I, brought I don't stuff. know if there was anything like pressing that you thought no, we should not, cover this evening. Not necessarily. I, I just I brought some stuff that I thought was interesting, but didn't, uh, you know, I will actually, I'll do this one. Okay. This one's, this one's interesting. Okay. And, and relevant. Sweet. <clears throat> would you mind passing me a beer, Ryan? That'd be what would you super like? awesome of you. Ouch. Does it look like I'm picking? We got a shock top. I'll, I'll get, yeah. If there's a, if there's a hoppy something, that's what I would prefer. 
Yes, that will do. That'll do, Ryan. Thank you. There's got to be a beer company that make that has a kangaroo logo, right, for their hops thing. Oh, a kangaroo logo? Oh, I don't say know. Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably, I'd, say hop, I'd yeah. be more of an Australian beer. For for the audience wondering, I am I am opening a uh, Squatter's Full Suspension Pale Ale. And I just uh, use a bottle opener to take off a twist off. Uh, So this is written by a uh, Jew. Oh, how? (laughs) Well, then we can't pay any attention. Jesus will be upset. I'm just saying. uh, You know, they murdered him. There's a lot of (laughs) there's a lot of uh, labels he gives himself here. Uh, Hmm. Living inside the liberal elite Jewish media controlling socialist agenda pushing bubble here in New York that I do. Jesus. Wow. Is this Ben Shapiro? I, I actually don't see the name on here, which mm. is weird that I didn't grab that, but uh, Vince Neil Stein. Vince Neil Stein. <laughs> Vince, Vince Neil, the wow. musician? <laughs> it says M. Vince Neil Stein. Those, no, no, no. Oh, Neil Stein or Neil Stein? Vince Neil Stein, yeah. Mm. Which is odd. Mm. Isn't Neil, Sounds like a very Jewish name. Is Really? Isn't yeah. Neil more of a like a, a Scots Irish type of a name? Oh wait, are, is it is it or Neil is it Scandinavian space Stein? No, or it's is Neil it, Stein. No, no Neil yeah, Stein. It's a, yeah, very, sounds, it's a very Jewish, a little name. Jewy. Yeah. Well, the Stein, of course, but mixed with Neil is <laughs> odd. <laughs> May, yeah, I don't know. I, well, yeah, I guess I haven't really heard that name. Before. His mom was so liberal; she had to hyphenate her name when she got married, and and he got both. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so living in New York, uh, I often forget that religion is a thing people take seriously. Then I see headlines like this one that shake me back into reality. There are folks right here in America, millions of them that believe Satan is real. And that rock music is the antichrist embodied. Maybe it is Vince Neil. Pastor Larry Long, (laughs) not to be confused with long ball. Larry took part in the morning show with Craig Anderson on a radio station and expressed his disbelief that the Midland venue Wagner Noel Performing Arts Center had agreed to book Ghost, who he genuinely believes oh, are oh, yeah. Yeah. For a second, I'm like, the movie? <laughs> Quote, I was in a prayer group yesterday afternoon. This is the pastor. So I didn't learn about it until yesterday morning. I saw a Facebook post from a friend of mine. But it was during that time that we were uh, spending in prayer that a group of us that was that it was just really impressed upon me that we need to speak out against this. I don't know that we can stop the band from coming. I don't know how that works, but this is a, this is very concerning to me. And I'm not so much concerned about the band as I am the fact that Wagner Noel didn't have better sense than to sign this band. <laughs> what? <laughs> Religious people with no good sense? Yeah. What That's are those weird. people thinking? Are they part of our community? Do they care what the majority of our community might think about something like that? It's quite remarkable to me that they would even sign a band like that. Well, it says Ghost BC, and clearly it's got to be a religious group, right? <laughs> well, the thing is, there must be fans there that want to see them. Huh? I'm not a huge fan of their music, but their costumes are fucking awesome. Their music's I, not terrible. It's all right. I kind of like them. I like the guy's voice. I mean, it's not yeah, it's not terrible. It's, it's not something that I would like, oh, I'm in the car. I should yeah. listen to Ghost BC. That'd yeah. be great. So I'm not yeah. a huge heavy metal person, yeah. but where you can actually hear the person like singing and... pronouncing the words and he's kind of got that kind of operatic voice yeah yeah a lot of the a lot of the like like thrash metal and stuff where you can't understand what the fuck they're saying i'm not i'm not really into that yeah you're a ska guy right i do like ska music yeah yeah. 
That figures. That totally fits. <laughs> I like. I don't I like, know why, uh, but it does. I like that. Like I could see you just riding around on one of those like huge front wheel bicycles from 1903 with like a boombox playing. <laughs> just the blurring Pennywise. Mighty mighty boss tones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Or less than Jake. Or I, I wasn't less than Jake. Yeah. I, I, I had seen them in concert. Uh, so this uh, this pester goes on to say. Uh, sure, I'm concerned about the content of the band. We have a freedom of religion in America, which means a freedom of irreligion and anti-Christian. Hey, very good. You get credit for that. <laughs> you understand that. Yay. If that's what people want to do. And so from that sense, yes, the band bothers me. Wait, what? That we have the that we have the freedom, but you shouldn't exercise it. Yeah, that yeah, doesn't make that doesn't make any sense at all. But I'm not in favor of outlawing the band per se. Well, that's fucking good, and per you can't. Se, yeah, yeah, per se, like maybe, but maybe we exactly, should, but yeah. yeah, not per se. Yeah, in a paragraph before, he was saying, "I wonder if there's a way we can get him not to come here, <laughs> like force him not to <laughs> yeah. be able to play here." Like, well, yeah. it kind of sounds like you are against them being there. <laughs> what I'm in favor. Of is finding from finding out from Wagner and Noel what in the world they're thinking. They're thinking uh, they're bringing a popular international band to play at their venue. I don't know what they can do once they sign that contract, but for heaven's sakes, they need better sense than this. And I think the community should be alarmed about it. This is not healthy for our community because we Christians Music. believe <sighs> the devil is real. So when you have a devil worshiping band and I'm sure the band believes the devil's real, I doubt that they're just <laughs> doing this. I doubt that they're just doing this as part of their shtick for music uh, and music they produce and so on. He's, and, he's sure the band believes that the devil uh -huh, is real. Uh -huh. What was it? Like what on what is he basing that because he doesn't know fuck all about the band. No, so. he just about, he heard about him this morning. Oh, well, it's like God. the guy from uh, is it Twisted Sister? D. Snyder? D. Snyder, where Ugh. everybody's like, oh, his music is like the devil's music. He's he's like, I'm a fucking Christian. Every new every new generation, the music comes out and the parents go, eh, man, I don't that's like it. The devil. That's, that's just noise. That's yeah. not even music. And yeah. it happens. And then they grow up and do it to their kids. Yeah. So. Um, uh, and if you were to read some of the lyrics of their songs, they're really quite disturbing, he says. Uh, the author says that this part is, the next part is really amusing what what's just, you're making noises that i don't like it's disturbing me the words that you're saying the sounds that are uh -huh. coming out of your mouth are just harming me so much <laughs> yeah and they're and they're the group that says that the left is always offended by everything yeah yeah, yeah. uh so this next part is really amusing if only for the way uh pastor long refers to ghosts nameless ghouls <laughs> Uh, the pastor goes on to say the main band leader goes by the name of Tobias, whether or not that's his real name, who knows? And then the rest of them go by ghoulish horde or something like that. Of course, yeah, you they're, see they're, this they're performers. Of course yeah. you see this kind of stuff and you say, well, how much of this do they understand? I think that they understand all of it. I think that they're doing this intentionally. And I think they really do worship the devil because I believe as a Christian, as a biblical Christian, Oh, but I hate identity politics, I'm sure. Uh -huh. <laughs> I believe the devil's real. So I imagine maybe some people listening right now would say, oh, you guys are getting over overblown with this and those kinds of things. Well, yeah, you, you would are. only think that if you didn't think the devil was real. <laughs> so as you can tell, yeah. this 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 guy should be this pastor should be in some sort of a career where he speaks publicly or something. I mean, did you notice how eloquent and uh, and expressive he was? Oh. How intelligent and, and he what a wide vocabulary. Things. He yeah. just knows things without actually fucking looking into it at all. He just knows. Just knows, yeah, yeah. Well, that's his whole that's his whole life is knowing things he can't possibly know. Bah. 
Ah! Yeah. Hey, gang, this is Jack Materko from For Infernal Use Only and the Naked Diner podcast, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Christopher Hitchens, how would you sum up the impact of the Ten Commandments? As an appeal to uh, give your allegiance to a totalitarian authority. It's a document of a very aggressive and cruel tribe and religion. And it shows obvious things like this code that are common to all human morality, and I would say innate, and that a religion gets its morality from humans and not the other way around. The Ten Commandments have underpinned Western law for centuries, indeed for millennia. What's wrong with that? Well, uh, what's wrong with it is it isn't true, of course. The fact is, anybody, Socrates, for example, Plato, uh, his, his recorder, anybody who is interested in virtue, justice, truth, the right thing to do, is going to examine what is at the heart of good human behaviour. But let's look at what they don't do. They don't stop slavery, there's no mention of it, and they kept slaves. So, hello... What a perfect society they had because of their Ten Commandments. What did God forget? The Ten Commandments are the hysterical believings of a group of desert tribes. Those desert tribes have stored up more misery for mankind than any other group of people in the history of the planet, and they're doing it to this day. To say that that should underpin the way we live, to say it's a commandment, that gives all your game away. How dare My you game, command? You bid us be commanded. I think life is much more exciting than that. It's to do with finding out. It's not Stephen. to do with being told by some Stephen. awful patriarch. Stephen, we're not speeching. We're trying to answer. I am sorry. I yeah, am, I'm happy to. to. Because these damn no, commandments of yours, you say they've made life better. I say they've suppressed and tyrannised ah. and bullied. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! The War on Christmas. (laughs) The War on Christmas is upon us again. And Fox News didn't start it this year. (laughs) Well, they may have. I don't know. They probably I, did. They probably I just, yeah. they probably started it in July. <laughs> like like that's when the Christmas shopping season starts yeah. is July 1st. Yeah. Um this comes to us from News 12 Connecticut where an atheist banner causing Christmas controversy after town approves of display. A very yeah. interface atheist banner. And this is like yeah. the least controversial atheist banner ever. Yeah. Yeah, we just we just watched the video uh, between segments here, and it's like there, there, there are some cool sound bites. The the one guy in particular, but we'll just play the video and and comment as we usually do here. Don't forget to unmute it this time. Why do they do that? Did they automatically mute their videos to start with. I would much prefer that they do that than not, and then autoplay. But, but when they auto when you hit play for first video, they autoplay with the music loud going every time. Then. What? Yeah. So the like it doesn't <laughs> the music play with the audio going loud yeah, every time. Yeah, then. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the first video you got to unmute. Oh right. The right, rest right. keep playing audio. Oh okay. It's a bit of controversy in Bethel after town officials approved a holiday display proposed by local atheists. News 12 Connecticut Sean McCabe is there with more this evening. Sean. Yep, residents here say yep. this I'm nativity here. scene is put up every year around the holidays and has been for decades. At the moment, it's the only seasonal display here in P.T. Barnum Square, but that's about to change. 
kind of a cultural institution that dates back more than 50 years that I know of. This year, the Nativity will be joined by another holiday display. A gentleman who is a non-believer uh, requested permission to put up a holiday message of his own. First Selectman Matt Knickerbocker says... Matt Knickerbocker! I like that name. Yeah, he seems like a decent guy. Selectman Matt Knickerbocker says as soon as he saw the proposal, he smelled Christmas controversy. I said to myself, oh boy, well, we're going to be off to the races this year. The new banner, <laughs> which will be hung this weekend a few yards from the nativity scene, reads, happy holiday season, whatever you celebrate, from your friendly atheist neighbors. That's like Man, the most I, innocuous atheist message ever. It looks like a generic Christmas postcard. I would be so offended as a Christian to see that. <laughs> happy holiday season? Are you serious? I mean, it's got to our Bethel, Bethel community, yeah. happy holiday season, whatever you celebrate from your friendly atheist neighbors. Like, I, that's the nerve. Th I see nothing <laughs> controversial about that. Like I said, that is like the most innocuous message you could receive from an atheist around yeah. the holidays. Like, Hey, have a great time celebrating whenever you want from your friendly atheist neighborhood or friendly, from your friendly neighborhood atheist. I mean, yeah. they could have put, let's have a gang bang with Jesus on there, but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, could they put that? No, probably not. Yeah. Went, that would probably wouldn't Well, pass. they could have. Could I they? Don't know they could they, have tried. Yeah, yeah. Some residents see it as an attack on their faith. Oh, I find that very snarky. You can just keep that to yourself. You don't have to voice your opinion every time. Oh, so, but you have to have your nativity <sighs> yeah, up We have every to have time. our fucking nativity, but you can keep your other opinions to yourself, motherfucker. Yeah, don't be so snarky about it. <laughs> Happy that's, holidays? That one, Fuck you. That lady, that, that, that's one that got to me. I'm like, what? The? I'm like, so you only want one representation. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's somebody that's uh, so rigid, like, like alt-right type rigidity that's that's completely unhinged and unreasonable yeah. would she say the same thing if, my way or the highway if, kind if, of person? if the jewish members of the community put a menorah up next to it and if Maybe. you don't like it you can get the fuck uh, out yeah yeah would she say the same thing probably Maybe. not May well because it's a religion they're very supportive of the jewish community because you know that's they where came from armageddon is supposed to start <laughs> so yeah well if it was muslim they probably would have uh not been very like unhappy. Yeah. I hope they don't celebrate Christmas because they don't have a right to. Oh, they don't have a right to celebrate. Okay, Atheists so wait. Don't have a right to, to celebrate, celebrate a pagan Christmas. holiday. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a pagan holiday, Ryan. It's called Christ's Mass. Well, that's what it got renamed. Yeah, it's it's funny to me that that people can be so um vitriolic like that when they don't even have a clue what they're talking about especially yeah. for this message i mean like there's right. nothing at all wrong with this well message. it's it says atheist on it though that's oh, the oh. that's the offense yeah. right yeah now i always kind of question this let me say you can't celebrate christmas i'm like so if i don't celebrate the same way you celebrate it then i'm, then I'm not celebrating it right mm. no, you, so don't have, do you don't even have the right you're to christmasing do that. wrong ryan yeah. Which is which I, I bring the same thing up when people talk about people that come to this country need to integrate to this country. So I'm like, so also they have to act like you or they have to act like me or yeah. can they not go get tacos anymore? <laughs> I'm glad we have tacos. Uh, yeah. Tacos are the best. Like Taco tacos. Tuesday. Tacos and pizza. Mm, yeah. My two favorites. Yeah. I have a right to. Well, others <laughs> say this is a positive step. I think we ought to be all inclusive. If there's atheists. 
by all means, let them celebrate. I mean, pagans too, and uh, the Christians and Muslims and everybody. Nickelback. And, wh- and why not? What's what what what's the benefit of behaving like those other two pricks? You know that 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 have their tiny, tiny, tiny little box that they want everybody to be in or else. Mm-hmm. What's the benefit of having that kind of an attitude? Well, the benefit for them is that their their faith is never questioned. They can yeah. just continue believing whatever fucking nonsense they want and nobody will ever challenge them. I suppose. They yeah. can just live in their comfortable little bubble and not be disturbed at all. Yeah. So, so basically their opinion is I expect the world to change for me as I move through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to see anything I don't like. I don't want to hear anything that's different. I don't want anybody to even, they don't even have the right to behave differently. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's what they literally just said. Mm-hmm. Roll out the fucking red carpet. Muslims <laughs> and everybody. Knickerbocker says even if the town had wanted to say no to the banner, legally its hands were tied. If we have any display, we must in order to comply with the law, allow an alternative display. But he says Bethel is open to people of all faiths, or non-faiths, as the case may be. I wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy Kwanzaa, a Happy Hanukkah, and whatever you believe, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. What a decent guy. Good on him. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's why I say, why not not just be like that? Like, well, and, and how terrible is it that he has to, like, he says something that, is just like that's the way people should be. Yeah. Like like this is this is just the normal way that people should behave that yeah, I understand there are differing viewpoints and people are going to celebrate however they want and however, you know, whatever religious faith they have or non-faith or whatever, they're they're we live in a plural society. You know, there there are a lot of different views on this and that's great that people would celebrate however they choose. Mm-hmm. And that, and that is, that's like the lowest standard that we could possibly have, really. And he's met yeah. that standard and we're like, what a great guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy's awesome. Well, compared for to- For meeting the, the least, the minimum requirement for being a decent fucking human being. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's because it's compared to those other two prissy cunts. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think he's like the mayor of the town or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Now, officials say a committee will be formed in the new year to decide on a permanent policy for holiday displays so they can avoid overcrowding here in P.T. Barnum Square and future controversies. For now, in Bethel, Sean McCabe, News 12 Connecticut. It's a so, bit of contra- by limit controversies, does that mean no displays but the Christian one or no displays at all? It depends on how entrenched the Christians are there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or, where, they're, where they're going to say, no, it's it's my way or the highway. Like Matt said, it's it's you have yeah. to do this like I want you to do it or you can't do it at all. Or is, is it going to be a max of five displays? It didn't look like a huge area. It looked like kind of a small corner yeah. area. Yeah. You, can, you can't do that, though. You can't limit it. If if another. Well, if, once you have one, if another faith or another idea it requests it, you can't deny well, it. Well, they so, can request it. But if it's limited for space, it would have to be like a drawing. Like, OK, who wants to put in? There's only room for five. So we'll draw I don't, five. I don't know how you could do up. that. You could still probably sue them for discrimination because they I let one so. in and not me. Well, but if you they, all have what the they oppor- have to do is take them all down. Well, they're taking well, them all down. They have to say we has, can't have any because we don't have the room. But if you do a drawing or a raffle on a space to have, everyone has the same opportunity. Well, technically, but I mean, well, if, you, if you've if you got, you know, if let's say that you have, you know, a limited amount of space and you're going to allow, you know, five or ten displays or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, of course, the more people who put into this lottery, the you know, 
the more chance of their well, of their being success of their being yeah. drawn out right so and when you look at the majority of people here in the united states who are christian more christians would be able- and and a bunch of yeah. you know let's say a bunch of different christian denominations all decide that we want to do this well then you can't say well you know we're we're going to have a lottery where everybody can submit their <clears throat> excuse me everybody can submit their proposals and we're just going to draw out of a hat you know however many until we meet our quota for space. Like if we've got 10 spaces available, we'll draw out 10 things. Well, then, you know, every Christian denomination in the area will be putting in. So mm-hmm. the chances of it being completely Christian are way, way up versus, you know, having, having a, a diverse view of differing religious views and opinions where you, you know, instead of saying that it's just going to be, we'll just draw names out of a hat. It'd be like, well, no, we'll allow, you know, a Christian display, we'll allow a Muslim display, a, a Kwanzaa display, a Jewish display, an atheist display, well, that's what I'm saying. a yeah. Buddhist display, a well, yeah, Hindu if you, display. But if you get like 15 different religions wanting to display something, you can only fit five. Yeah. Let each of those religions. But this is all some. This is all somewhat tangential, winter. though, isn't it? I mean, we the the point is we shouldn't be smutting up our public places with religious bullshit. Yeah. So. Once you allow one and you try to give, you're trying to give preference like Rapert, yeah. he's trying to give privilege to Christianity mm-hmm. and doesn't and continues to deny other people to put it up. The point is, none of you can put anything there. That's for the government. That's not for your fucking churches to infiltrate and get their filth all over. Yeah. So we uh, can figure out all these tricky ways to be able to make it fair for it. But the point is, nobody gets a No, you don't put any of this stuff on the public places. That's the point. Yeah, I think that would be the better way to go is just say, no, we're not, we're not going to do any of it. Like, if you want to do whatever at your own house, that's fine. Or on your church or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah that's do, fine. do it there. This isn't government property wasn't, wasn't set up and designed in order to display religious monuments to whatever yeah, for, propaganda. for every different holiday. Yeah. yeah, put it on a billboard, you fucks. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to just display your shit on public property anytime you want. Well, it's, 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 it's like a, it's like a manipulation trick too. It's like they're trying to sneak it in there. So it's like, we have the power. Look, we're connected here. Mm-hmm. And the constitution makes it pretty clear they're not supposed to be connected. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's why I say, I mean, you, you can try to make it fair by, you know, jamming all the different, you know, Brahma and Muhammad and everything onto this property. Or you just say, no, nah, fuck off. Yeah. None, none of it. Yeah. This is the government property, which is the much easier decision and, and to the, make. And right? the proper one, unless, unless you want to promote one particular type of faith. And then you would do, like like Ryan suggested, where you, oh no, everybody just can you know you everybody puts into a hat and we'll draw out the first five names or whatever, and if you know ninety five percent of the submissions are Christian, well then that's just the way it goes. Or if you do you do a holiday tree and each group is allowed to hang ornaments on it. The problem with the raffle thing too is yeah. you're also trusting those people to be fair with not only submissions, but also with the well, drawing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just too easy to rig. Yeah. I, I I would trust that uh, mayor. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> trust Mary Fallon or Jason Rapert. Well, no, we already know or, to trust or, them. Or Louis Gomer. They're already going against shit. Or uh, any or or what's his name? Uh, Rick Scott. Yeah. Or Kid Rock. Or Kid Rock. <laughs> or or Ted Cruz. <laughs> My name is. Did you see what happened with Kid Rock? <laughs> what. There was supposed to be some big sports thing where Kid Rock was supposed to be like the centerpiece of it. Uh-huh. They, the centerpiece? Did he have well, an apple in his mouth? Yeah. <laughs> well, they they 
uh, said, no, we don't want you anymore. We want a real hero to come. So we're going to bring in the guy that uh, uh, saved all those people at that Waffle House shooting. <laughs> okay. There was a worker at like a Waffle House that was like a sh- that ended up saving a bunch of people's lives during a shooting. Okay. Uh, the African-American dude. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, we want him to be like the the the, the center of a, attention. Like we want to honor him, not you, Kid Rock. So Wait, you're where out. was this? I can't remember. I saw it like two days ago. I can't remember what it was. Camera was a sporting thing. It was some big event going on in a, some other state. It's just hard for me to believe there was a black guy with a gun in a Waffle House in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't the one with the gun. Oh, he was okay. the one. He saved a bunch of people's lives. Like he was the one oh. protecting them. Gotcha. Yeah, that's why a- they're honoring him because he protected them during the shooting versus shooting them. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, as in most, as in most mass shootings here in the U.S., there's a white guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that'll wrap things up for us this evening. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. Oh, right. You guys know that's what we do every show. Yeah, let's see how many you skipped today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's have Ryan start. Alan Firth. Oh, you didn't say who goes next. We have a triangle here. You can go next. New Mania. Christy Kalbach. Gay Theus. Larry Wilson. Steven Andrus. Let the meat go, Feffy. Two skeptical traps, now three. <laughs> Michelle Short. Vanessa. Freethinker215. Captain Samples. Utah Outcast. Janet Uter. Marius Kott-Butrakowski. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodopich. Taylor Grin. Angelica Pearson. Jeremy Goodson. Brandy Hamrick. Megan Kennedy. The Falls. Jeff Peterson. Jesse Pointner. What? Pointner. Oh, okay. You add point, an, point you add an N. You, yeah. Savita Kuna. <laughs> yeah. And the Purple Dragon. I'm actually wearing purple today. Oh, motherfucker. I would not have known that had you not said so. <laughs> uh-huh. I thought it was blue. I thought you uh, were wearing those, a blue shirt. Yeah. So those awesome cool. eyes that God made for you. That, yeah. Some some wonderful intelligent design there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. And so until next week, we should just crucify George H.W. Bush instead of laying him in <laughs> state in the rotunda. Mm. Well, you mm-hmm. should also leave a review and get a baby Jesus. Mm. And rate the show five times a day toward medical science in mental illness advancements. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> medical science. <laughs> illness I, advancements. Medical science advancements in mental illness. Yeah. That right. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, too many words. <laughs> too many. Say that again. (laughs) No, I I can't do it because it was in the moment. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Now I'm laughing. (laughs) We were just joshing around. We was just joshing around. I think your Venusian might actually be better than your Scottish. <laughs> it's funny how, like, I always like, like, you and Rob, you guys have similar personalities. You're very approachable, like, you know, and I always admire that quality, and I'm so not that way, and that's weird. Like, why <laughs> Why would I admire that and then be this, like, rough-around-the-edges prick, you know? <laughs> that's bizarre, right? Maybe I'm drunk. Oh, fuck, I am drunk. <laughs> No, I just no, I just realized. No, I am drunk. Oh, your cheeks are rosy. Yeah. 
What's your middle name? Patrick. Patrick. I don't know if his middle name was Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you do a really good SpongeBob. 